Hello, I am Dr. Jason Parker, and this is the Engaged and Athletic Leadership Podcast. This is the podcast designed to provide you with the tools and fuel you need to impact your world. Engaged leaders are intentional, and athletic leaders are skillful and trained to overcome any challenge. If that describes you or the leader you want to become, this podcast is for you. Welcome and enjoy the show. I'm super excited to let you know about our new engaged and athletic leadership speakers group. If you are responsible for putting together conferences or meetings and you're looking for athletic education based leadership, look no further than the engaged and athletic leadership speakers group. Whether you're needing speakers for state AD associations, coaches orientations, professional development meetings, or other professional development needs, we offer virtual as well as in-person offerings. Connect with us at jlpengages at gmail.com. We're also looking for more speakers. So if you've got great content and would love to be involved, reach out to us at jlpengages at gmail.com. Engaged in athletic leadership, helping coaches and ADs lead their best. Well, hello and welcome to the Engage and Athletic Podcast, your weekly PD for the high school coach and AD. So in today's podcast, I have a question for you. Who are you? And when we think about that, I think undoubtedly there is the person who we want to be. I think there's the person who we believe that we are. And I believe that there's the person that others perceive you as. And you know what, no matter how self-confident you are, how unmoved by others' thoughts of you, at some point, the person we want to become as a leader has to be perceived by others, right? There's have to be, there has to be that social proof that, yes, coach is a hard worker. Yes, um, that athletic director does care. Um, or whatever it is, what, whatever you want to, to become, who, whoever, I should say, you want to become as a leader, at some point, it just can't be a pipe dream. It has to be something that others catch on to, that others notice about you. And that perception is known as our reputation, right? And today I want to talk about how we build a reputation. Because particularly as coaches and, and particularly assistant coaches, particularly assistant athletic directors, they get so, I see them get so ensconced in the role of being an assistant and all of a sudden an opportunity becomes available and they want to be a head a head coach a head athletic director but they have never portrayed themselves as that in fact it's been the opposite because they didn't want to um offend the person they were working under or maybe it was because they were so comfortable that they never acted. They never gave others that perception. They never developed the reputation of being that, that leader, 
Okay, so whether it's you wanting to be a head coach or head athletic director or you wanting to have the the perception that you are a certain type of coach or a certain type of athletic director, a certain type of leader. That is all going to be established through reputation. And the thing about reputation that's so important is because whether you like it or not, it precedes you. It literally goes before you. When people bring up your name, there's going to be an automatic connotation. It could be positive. It could be negative. It could be dynamic. It could be uh, staid or very placid and plain. Uh, it's going to bring up a feeling about you. And, and, and I want you to think about what is the feeling people get about you? Is it intelligent? Is it dynamic? Is it doesn't try very hard? Is it um, is great with under other leadership or is it can sustain his own energy or her own energy and, and is a great can run the ship by himself or herself? And, you know, as someone who is a self-proclaimed um, culture builder. I am always looking for coaches with a great reputation because it makes our jobs as athletic directors so much easier. See, because people get on board before this this coach ever draws up a play, before he or she ever walks into the door. And it's so much easier because as a leader, you have to make tough decisions, right? But even those alternative decisions can get pushed through when you have a great reputation. And so I think one of the, the most important things about reputation, it's doing your work early. A lot of us as coaches and ADs, we wanna do the work that's presented to us. But as a coach, as an athletic director who, who's wanting to become the best leader you can be, you've got to put some time into doing your work early and developing a reputation that's only going to aid and assist you in your leadership. So today we want to talk about that. We want to talk about just how you can go about building a positive reputation. And I think it's important to start with reputation consists of two key components. First is your relationships, your connections to other people. And secondly, is your reactions or responses to people and situations. So I want to break down those two components and talk about how we can improve in each. First, those who know you will promote your reputation, right? You're, you're, when people want to know about you, they're going to go to someone who knows you. And, and those people can only come to know you in two ways, by either interacting with you or watching you and watching you respond to others or other situations. So number one, let's talk about relationships. How do we become more intentional about developing relationships, positive relationships? Easy step, greet people. You would be surprised at how many coaches uh, grumble, grumble through the hallways, grumble, grumble through the grocery stores. And, and I get it. Uh, I will quickly uh, walk the, the, the back aisles of the grocery store to avoid people because there's times when we all feel like turning off. But at the same time, no matter how tired I am, 
I, I'm always able to muster up a, a great, uh, an energetic and great greeting to let people know that I value them, to let people know that it's special for me to run into them or for them to come see me. And so we always, whether it's uh, chance encounters, whether it's uh, brief fleeting interactions, uh, whether it's a meeting, you have to begin to greet people and put intentionality into your greetings, whether something about them has changed, whether they've accomplished something, whether it's just great to see them. Um, I think that's so important to um, initially, uh, like we always say, breaking the ice, but also no matter what your reputation is, that initial greeting can change it. That initial greet, if, if you're seen as someone who's closed off, if you've seen, if you're seen as someone who is, who is stuck up maybe, or maybe very, um, very much an introvert. And when you greet people, they're with, with, uh, with kindness and openness, they're automatically kind of off balance. Like, okay, I wasn't expecting coach to be nice. I wasn't expecting, you know, I know the athletic director knows that I'm a troublemaker. So he would be maybe angry about taking this meeting, but okay, this is a little bit different. I'm, I'm kind of off my game here. So don't forget to put intentionality into how you greet. Another thing I want you to do in order to help build those relationships which are going to determine your reputation is what I call in, intentional interruptions. And intentional interruptions are about you getting up and getting out from behind your desk, getting out of out of your classroom or out of your office, and first of all, intentionally interrupting your day. Okay, changing it up from time to time, getting into new areas. You'll you'll find people in hidey holes, uh, maybe in a break room maybe in the gym, uh, maybe in an office somewhere watching film. So, so first interrupt your day, but then have a casual interruption into their day. Kind of break in into their space and just let them know that, that you're comfortable anywhere, that you're accessible and ask questions. I, I think that's so huge to, to just ask questions, whether it be family, whether it be about their hobbies, whether it be about what they're working on, um, ask questions. Now, here's the thing. Some people will get negative in this area. Sometimes this will become uh, moaning and griping sessions about what's going on. And, and you've got to have a quick a quick turnaround for that. You've got to, you know, I, I like to switch the situation and say, well, how's your wife doing? Or, or how's your kids doing? Or man, how's this one player doing? I haven't seen him in a while or uh, whatever the case may be, but have some, some um, things that you can deploy in order to, to get it out of those negative states for those people that tend to always go to that, that coach speak. Um, but at the same time, employ intentional interruptions to develop those relationships. One last thing you can do to develop relationships is to gift others. And what that basically re re relates to is honoring others, honoring others with your words, like we said, your greetings, kind words. Um, you did a great job. 
with your thoughts. Sometimes I'll text somebody just to just to see how they're doing. See how you know in COVID nineteen, there unfortunately a lot of coaches and athletic directors have family members who who have gotten sick, and I'll text them just to let them know I'm thinking about them and to check in with them. Um, that, that's what I mean by gifting others and also in your deeds, you know, it's Christmas season. Um, I'm big on, you know, um, $5 gift cards for a drink or for lunch or, um, either, even we've been doing a, a monthly coach, a coach of the month to, to honor those coaches, which we've talked about before, but you, you've got multiple ways to honor others. And I think so often we get busy and we forget, but those little touch points go a long way because at the end of the day, who do we really know? You know, we, we're so busy. Other than maybe coaches we see every single day and coach alongside us, uh, we don't spend a lot of time with people other than our family. And so we don't really know anyone to a certain extent. So these small moments of intentionality can at least allow others to think good things about you, to think um, in a positive manner when, when in, in connotations and connection with you. Um, so it's, they're important. They're more important than we often realize. The other thing we have to become adept at is the reaction piece, right? And this is a huge one because whether it's on the sidelines, in the locker rooms, whether it's um, at home, we always can be uh, faced. We always are faced with uh, difficult situations. And people are watching how you react. One wrong reaction can leave an indelible mark in others' uh, memory of you that when your name comes up, that's the first thing they're going to mention. Okay? And that's not to say, don't ever make a mistake. But we want to talk about how we can get um, habitual in our reactions. And this is something I don't know how I maybe from years of playing basketball and being used to to that challenge at the highest levels. But I have gotten really good at, at my reaction it's just being um, really, um, I guess, I don't want to say somber, but really even keeled. No matter what's going on, I'm always kind of the person that that calms other people down and helps them to see that, you know, it's not nearly as a big of a deal. A lot of coaches, especially during COVID, are like, oh, my goodness, my team's out for a week. And I'm like, hey, coach, at least we're getting to have a season. You know what I'm saying? So I've gotten very adept at that side of things. Now, on the other side, in my family reactions, I'm not as adept. My, my family gets to see me right without the without all the the layers all the barriers they get to see me at my rawest form and a lot of times I'm not reacting as I should um you know something happened at, at one of my kids school and I'm like gosh you know why do we have to do this or uh somebody knocks down and spills the milk and it's like okay now I've got to get back up and and so I'm totally opposite at work. Like somebody could come in and and literally turn my desk over. And I'm like, listen, it's going to be okay. And so, again, I'm working on this in different contexts. But one thing I think that's important to note that as coaches, 
we always have our players watch film in order to correctly assess how they're reacting to different situations. And I think that many leaders do not recognize, first and foremost, how they are responding to crisis, to difficult situations, to difficult information, etc. So one thing I want you to, to become intentional in is watching your own game field, looking back on, on how you reacted, how you're performing uh, amidst challenges. And one way you can do that, one way I like to do that is to seek feedback. You know, I'm, in, I'm responsible for doing a 30-day evaluation of all of my staff, meaning our, our athletic uh, administrative staff. And one of the things I do during this time period is I have them evaluate me. I have them, I ask them, how am I doing? What's something I can be better at? What's something that, you know, maybe perturbs you about me or what's something that um, I'm doing well even? And so I think we, we, we hesitate to know this, right? And, and, it, and it sometimes puts people in, different, in a difficult situation to kind of have to gauge the leader or evaluate the leader. But when you break that barrier often, again, it allows people to uh, be on the lookout for things like, hey, uh, you're, you're looking tired, actually. You know, the last few days you, you look like you're like things, something's going on or, or whatever it may be. So seeking feedback is one way. And even like I mentioned at home, I'm always seeking feedback uh, with my wife to say, hey, I didn't react correctly in this situation. How can I be better? Like how what would have been the correct reaction? Or the way to go about that. Another thing I think is huge, if you only hear one thing today, is for leaders to apologize. We did a whole um, episode on repentance and acceptance. And it goes so far in your reputation when you are willing to say, hey, I messed up. That was on me. You know, and I, I, I have to say, that I may be the most apologetic leader uh, known to man because I'm quick to, um, whether it be at home or at work or anywhere else in my career, um, I'm quick to say, hey, we didn't get that right and we will. And like I said in, in the Repent and Accept episode, that stings. That's, no matter how good you get at apologizing, it always hurts a little. And again, that develops an indelible memory within me to not do that again. We talk about the crocodile brain and how the brain is built to protect you. And when when it hurts, when it remembers pain, it will take you from that. So it will keep you from, from um, making that mistake again. But when you don't accept it, when you don't recognize it, when you don't publicly publicly out it, then a lot of times we're doomed to repeat it. So remember to apologize, even for little things. You know, sometimes there are, um, you know, maybe we didn't get all the hand sanitizer set up or maybe we didn't, um, you know, invite everybody to the meeting, whatever it may be, be willing to apologize. And then the last thing I would tell you is to change, do things differently. That sounds so simple, but we often don't, okay? There are things as leaders that there may be a philosophy. Maybe you don't believe in accepting transfers. Maybe you don't believe in um, 
you know, allowing kids to play other sports, whatever it may be. It may, that may have been the way we did things five years ago, 10 years ago, even one year ago. But when things are different all of a sudden, are you willing to say, hey, I had this philosophy as a coach. I wouldn't allow you to to play another sport uh, even during our season. But because of the situation, I'm willing to change that. I'm willing to do things differently. I, I normally, um, you might be somebody who normally doesn't allow for parent meetings. So in the past, you haven't sat down face-to-face with parent because you think that that'll be a slippery slope. But all of a sudden, you see the value in that. And so you're willing to do things differently. And a lot of us as coaches and leaders don't want to do that because we are held hostage by our past, right? We don't want old players and old coaches coming out and say, well, you would never do that with me. Well, that's part of growth. That's part of maturation. And when you don't grow, um, we're again, we're doomed to repeat the same mistakes. And people see you as someone who is not dynamic. We're all meant to be changing, right? Even the good things that we've done, we have to find new ways to go about them, new, new um, things to add to our repertoire. And so being willing to change is a huge part of um, people being willing to interact with you because we've all known those leaders who were like, no, don't even mention that to them. And so you kind of develop this, this subculture, this counterculture develops that does things around that leader because they know the leader would never be accepting of that. I always want to be willing to hear people out. I always want to be willing to do things completely different, whether they worked or were terrible. Because at the end of the day, this is about the people. This is about the students. This is about the others. And a lot of it is um, the way they want to go about uh, getting the, the job done. So as long as we're all pushing in the same direction, I'm totally willing to to um, change how we do that. Again, the 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 mission never changes, but the the way we go about it absolutely can. So, again, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And I want to remind you, as always, to go out and lead your best. Have a great week. Hey guys, if you'd like to connect with me to answer any questions or if I can help you in any way, shoot me a line at jlpengages at gmail.com. As always, rating the podcast helps others find us easier, so we appreciate if you can do that as well. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Now go out and be your best.